This is the Fantasy Ladder Podcast, episode 38. I'm your host, Steve, at Fantasy Ladder. This podcast is brought to you by the IDP Guys Network. So welcome back once again, my fantasy football friends and family. Let's climb the ladder of fantasy football together. So welcome to week 14 of NFL action. This is either the last game of the regular season for your fantasy league or, unfortunately, the first week of your fantasy football league playoffs. I say unfortunately because there are six teams on by. Absolutely brutal. Uh, But that's what the NFL gets for uh, adding an extra week of the regular season. Just throws the uh, bye weeks into a little bit of a different rhythm than than typical really can uh, jack things up for the fantasy season. So hopefully your commissioner was proactive in uh, adjusting that. But either way, we will run through the teams that are on by here quickly. Got the Atlanta Falcons, the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, the Indianapolis Colts, the New Orleans Saints, and the Washington Commanders. So a pretty tough blow for your teams that are trying to either fight for playoff position or get through this first round here. Um, leaving us with about 25 or so players that are reliable in a, in a super flex league. Okay. So definitely um, a devastating loss. A lot of talent there, most notably Jonathan Taylor, Justin Fields, Christian Watson, amongst others that uh, we will not have at our disposal for this week. So The flow of the show is going to start by covering uh, the matchups of the week uh, for the primetime games. I'm going to knock out some listener start sick questions that were submitted and then go through the early slate of Sunday games, then close it off with the later slate of Sunday games. So we will begin with Thursday night football, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Rams. This has an over under of 43 and a half. So in this one, uh, I'm starting all my Raiders as long as they're healthy. Uh, More specifically, though, uh, we've got the core four of Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, of course, and Foster Moreau. Anyone beyond them, it it, it would have to be a pretty deep league for me to consider uh, playing them on the Thursday night game. On the Los Angeles Rams side of the ball, uh, outside of Tyler Higby, no one that I feel supremely confident in. Um, I think uh, Cam Akers will come in here as more of an if-you-must running back option. He is someone you may need to be um, relying on here with all the teams on by, uh, encouraged by the uh, touchdowns from Week 13, uh, even though he had been pretty inefficient and pretty stagnant at less than 10 carries a game the last uh, several weeks. But uh, still would, would be a good opportunity to have an eye on Kyron Williams. Uh, don't really want to get him in a starting lineup. Um, at this point, I uh, just want to kind of see how it goes because the quarterback situation is still pretty shaky there. Uh, Baker Mayfield, of course, was uh, claimed by the, the Rams after he was uh, – released by the Panthers. So kind of an interesting situation there. I would be shocked if he starts this one. It's likely going to be John uh, Walford. So outside of Tyler Higby, a lot of the pass catching options, I just would not want to rely on in this one. Although in deeper leagues, perhaps Van Jefferson outside of him, probably just for the best to avoid the Rams in this one. 
Sunday Night Football, uh, we should have a much uh, better matchup overall. The Miami Dolphins at the Los Angeles Chargers with a very nice uh, 51 and a half over under uh, implied for the game. So it should be a high scoring affair there uh, on the Dolph. Uh, basically, anyone who's healthy in this game, I would uh, lean as a trust or, or as an if you must. Uh, the only really, really questionable one here on the Chargers is Mike Williams, just because he may be returning from uh, being out for, for a handful of weeks here. So if he is back, uh, it just might not be at full strength. So it's just kind of an annoying situation, especially waiting uh, for, for Sunday night to make that decision. However, everyone else in that passing attack, most notably Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer and Gerald Everett, you can still confidently have in your lineups if he's in or out of if if Mike Williams is in or out of the lineup. Of course, you're starting Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler, uh, the running back. Of course, on the Miami Dolphins side of the ball, I uh, will still be confidently starting Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle as long as he's healthy, and uh, Tua Tagovailoa. As far as the running backs are concerned, still a split there between Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. I would probably uh, would I, I would generally speaking wouldn't love to have either one in my lineup, but both of them will come in as an if you must uh, for this one, mostly because of the bye week situation. And then Monday night football, we've got the New England Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals with a 44 and a half over under in this one. Uh, New England side of the ball, uh, really the only player that I can supremely trust is Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, got to keep your eye on Damian Harris. He is currently questionable um, at this point. And if you are needing to rely on him, um, I would try to look a different direction just because he is questionable and you might not even know if he's active up until like, you know, Monday uh, early evening or something like that. So that's just going to be a real mess uh, to uh, deal with. Um, as far as the um, other pieces of the offense, Mac Jones, I think can be implemented here as a super flex option. I think Hunter Henry could be implemented as a deeper tight end play. And, and then the uh, pass catchers, I think you can trust uh, Jacoby Myers as a, as a flex option. Uh, but anyone behind uh, Jacoby Myers, it's just kind of like random, you know, Devonte Parker could, could go off or Nelson Aguilar could go off. Don't really want to uh, rely on, on starting any of them. So outside of Ramondre Stevenson, Mac Jones in a deeper league, Hunter Henry in a deeper league and Jacoby Myers as a flex. Um, those would be the guys to focus on, on the Arizona Cardinals side of the ball, uh, a little bit more intriguing here, despite the uh, toughest matchup against the Patriots defense. I would be very confident still starting uh, Kyler Murray, James Connor, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, and Hollywood Brown, uh, Trey McBride, kind of an interesting player to keep your eye on, but I would not feel confident starting him on Monday night if I could help it, despite the tight end landscape just being kind of gross. Uh, he just has not been very involved in the offense. Um, another player to keep an eye out for uh, the, the pass catcher, um, Rondell Moore. He, he should be back this week. He is currently questionable. So again, just another 
one of these headaches just because it's all the way until Monday. Uh, we, we might not know his availability. So just keep your eye on Rondell Moore. If he is active, he is likely to be an if if you must uh, wide receiver option, preferably for a deeper league with like multiple flex spots. Um, be interesting to see how Hopkins, Brown, and more all fit into the passing game once they're all on the field together. I'm not sure if they've had the opportunity, all three of them, to be on the field together. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So that'll do it for the primetime games. We will now uh, go over some listener start sick questions. So if you follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Ladder, every Wednesday I put out a tweet uh, asking if there's any start sick questions you have or, you know, a, a lot of the time just like general strategy questions will, will come out of that as well. Uh, so I'm going to go through all the questions that were presented to me and give my best answers for how I would approach these uh, start sit uh, decisions. So I'm going to start things off with at triathlete chef. Uh, he asks, of course, uh, Dak Prescott or Tua Tagovailoa. Dak is going up against the Houston Texans and Tua is going up against the LA Chargers, as I mentioned before. In this one, I want to go with Tua, just trying to get in on the uh, high game uh, point total for the week. Actually tied at 51 and a half points with Minnesota at Detroit. Both of those should be pretty high scoring affairs. So Give me Tua there. I just basically think uh, the Cowboys against the Texans is just going to be a lot of Ezekiel Elliott, a lot of uh, Tony Pollard. Uh, I don't think they're going to have to rely on Dak as much to be pushing the ball down the field. Uh, so I'll kind of fade Dak in this one. Um, still not a bad option, but just would definitely prefer Tua for the uh, scoring potential in that one. He also asks a uh, DST question. I do enjoy these. Uh, Tennessee Titans going up against the Jaguars. The Raiders going up against the Rams, as we discussed on Thursday Night Football. And the Bengals against the Cleveland Browns. Um, Bengals I may eliminate here. Uh, it, it is tempting uh, just because the, the Browns offense wasn't that great, uh, to be honest, against the Texans. Although... All of the damage that was done was basically with the Browns defense and their special teams. So I think it'll be a much better opportunity for the Browns offense to see what they're made of uh, against a, a a higher powered offense against Cincinnati. So I will avoid the Bengals defense there. Uh, pretty tough call between the Raiders against the Rams, which should be a pretty juicy matchup for the Raiders just with a uh, a very much a, a lesser than version of the Rams offense. Um, although it is the Raiders. So you're going to have to really rely on, on sacks from like Max Crosby. Um, hopefully that that'll turn into turnovers. Maybe get lucky with, with like a defensive touchdown there. But I think overall, the more solid bet is the Tennessee Titans. Of course, they just came off of the pretty brutal loss against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So brutal that their uh, GM was fired uh, after A.J. Brown, of course, who they traded away to the Eagles uh, on draft night, just absolutely tore them apart. So uh, sad to see that happen, but it's life in the NFL. But in this one, I think the Titans bounce back against the Jaguars at home. I would go with the Titans against the Jaguars uh, in a pretty critical 
you know, must win game, I would say, for the Titans going up against a, a division opponent. I'll take the Titans against the uh, Jaguars rather than the Raiders against the Rams, even though on paper it looks really good. Uh, I just I kind of want to avoid that, but it's it, it is kind of a tough call. I, I can definitely see the appeal there with the Raiders. Just would think the uh, Titans would be an uh, an overall better bet, especially with Trevor Lawrence being uh, currently questionable right now. That's the way I would go. He asks another uh, two part question, uh, asking about a running back. Uh, between Dante Foreman or Travis Etienne, Foreman is going up against Seattle, although he is currently questionable, unsure if he'll play at this point. Uh, so you have a couple of days here to to see how how his availability is. A uh, good matchup against Seattle, and then Travis Etienne going up against the Titans. Uh, as I just uh, discussed, I, I would still go with uh, Travis Etienne here um, in general. Uh, but also, especially in this one, uh, if if Foreman can't go, uh, I think ETN is still getting enough carries, enough opportunities and catches and things like this that he can still be fantasy relevant, even though I think overall the uh, Tennessee defense will be uh, a strong play uh, as far as uh, DST goes. So give me Travis ETN between the two, but just keep your eye on Foreman and his availability uh, throughout the week. Then he asks uh, to pick two between uh, Marquise Brown against the New England Patriots, Darius Slayton against the Eagles, or George Pickens against the Ravens. So we've been going back and forth about Slayton and Pickens. Typically, I'm going Pickens all day long. However, it has just become a pretty frustrating thing. And Darius Slayton, you just really can't deny his involvement in the Giants offense for what that's worth. But I think another point of distinction that can be made here is the uh, applied uh, game totals. So the Eagles and the Giants is uh, the, the over-unders at 45 and the Ravens and uh, Steelers is at 37. So should be anticipating a little bit more scoring on uh, in the Eagles and Giants game, especially if the Giants are trailing uh, against a high-powered Eagles offense so that that could uh, equate to more passing volume for Slayton. So I'll, I'll take the chance on Slayton here, just kind of keep up with his uh, pretty impressive and consistent involvement in that Giants offense. So I'd be going with Darius Slayton and Hollywood Brown against New England. So I will be benching Pickens amongst those three. So best of luck to you. And we have at NC Glock, uh, of course, Nate, another member of the community. If you know, you know. Appreciate you asking the question, Nate. And, and go Penn State. We got the Rose Bowl, baby. So hopefully Penn State uh, finds a way to not embarrass uh, the state of Pennsylvania. But we will see how that goes, of course, uh, in early January. He asks a quarterback superflex question. Uh, pick two of the three quarterbacks. Uh, Russell Wilson against the Chiefs. Mike White against the Buffalo Bills and Daniel Jones against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, if you asked me this question months ago, I would have said smash Russell Wilson uh, and then probably Daniel Jones as well. But in this case, I don't want anything to do with the Broncos offense. It is just horrendous uh, against also a pretty tough opponent in the Chiefs. So give me Mike White in this one. Hope for passing volume against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, hopefully Mike White can, can make it more of a shootout. And then Daniel Jones against the Eagles. Um, 
don't like any matchup against the Eagles, but Daniel Jones is able to be uh, serviceable as a rushing quarterback as well. And uh, yeah, just, just basically avoiding Russell Wilson if I can help it. So definitely going with Mike White and Daniel Jones uh, in this one. But I appreciate the question. Uh, but I do understand uh, you very much are feeling like you're in the twilight zone, as you mentioned on Twitter. And I would agree with you there. But I appreciate you asking. Best of luck. And we will go to at Chimichanga44. He asks, uh, Devin Singletary against the New York Jets or Michael Carter against the Buffalo Bills? So Michael Carter is slated to return back uh, to the field this week against the Buffalo Bills. Don't love that matchup. Uh, I think he did pretty well against them the last time they faced each other. But in the last two weeks, um, Zonovan Bam Knight has uh, really played extremely well, including getting work in the passing game, especially last week with uh, five catches, I believe. So if anything, it's just it's going to be kind of an ugly split uh, between Carter and Knight. And then you throw in uh, Ty Johnson into the mix. It could just be kind of an ugly committee situation. Um, on the other side, Devin Singletary has been... Um, losing snaps to the rookie James Cook. So they both were at uh, 44 and 45% snaps last week in primetime against the Patriots. So in this one, I will just stick with Devin Singletary. We know he's healthy. We, we basically have an idea of what his role will be. So I will just take this week as an opportunity to kind of just wait and see what happens with Michael Carter and his return to the field, uh, especially with the factor of Zonovan Knight uh, playing quite well over the last two weeks. So uh, kind of wait and see on Carter, kind of throw in Singletary just once again as a tight or as a, a touchdown dependent uh, RB2 to flex play. So that's the way I would go. So best of luck to you. Then at the D unit, 13, friend of the podcast, Dustin, uh, from, from a few weeks back, he was on the show, but he asks uh, Scott Fishbowl 12 settings. Uh, he clearly has advanced uh, through the playoffs. So, so congratulations, Dustin. Uh, so there are special settings in, in that tournament. Uh, Scott Fishbowl, of course, um, he asks Mac Jones, and of course he's he's the quarterback for the Patriots going up against the Arizona Cardinals, or Brett Maurer, uh, the kicker for the Cowboys going up against the Houston Texans. So the scoring settings for Scott Fishbowl are especially unique uh, for quarterbacks. So you 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 lose points or, or a certain percentage of points for incompletions. So basically to keep the quarterback in the positive, you want to be right around 70% uh, completion percentage. Um, then obviously if it's, if it dips below that, you can make up for it, obviously through, through rushing yardage and passing touchdowns, of course. Now, Mac Jones, it, I think this is a great question because Mac Jones is hovering right around 68% on the season has not been necessarily uh, lighting it up as far as scoring opportunities go. Um, although I think that this could be a sneaky high scoring game uh, against the Cardinals where the, uh, the uh, Russian attack has, um, has been uh, not efficient, uh, efficient over the last couple of weeks where, where, where they would be, it, it would be beneficial to uh, be, be throwing the ball more. Um, now, there, there is a lot more safety, I would say, potentially with the kicker against Houston. Um, 
it may be a, a, a game similar to last week where the Cowboys just may score a lot of touchdowns and not kick as many field goals. I think they should be able to move the ball well uh, against the Texans. Um, so I do think, obviously, you're, you're going for ceiling because you're just trying to advance to the next round, score as many points as possible. When in doubt, I'm going to be uh, leaning on, on the quarterback there. So give me Mac Jones against the Cardinals. But great question. I appreciate the question, Dustin. So best of luck to you. And of course, we got our guy uh, at Jamie underscore FF addict two. Uh, he has a two part question. Uh, he asks for two running backs in one flex spot and then lists three wide receivers for the other flex spot. So if it's between these two running backs, Gus Edwards against the Steelers or Raheem Mostert against the Chargers, I will go with Raheem Mostert just because of the implied uh, total of, of the scoring for the games, uh, 51 and a half in that Dolphins Chargers game and then only 37 points for the Ravens and, and the Steelers. Uh, both of these, it's a great question because both of these, these uh, running backs are splitting time in their backfields. Um, maybe a little bit more of a downgrade for Edwards since uh, Lamar Jackson is, is going to be out this week. Um, but, but give me, give me Raheem Mostert um, between the two. And then uh, as far as the wide receivers go, he asks uh, one of these three, Joshua Palmer, Tyler Boyd, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Donovan Peoples-Jones going up against the Bengals, Tyler Boyd going up against the Browns in that same matchup. And then Joshua Palmer, of course, in that Sunday night game with the Dolphins, as alluded to earlier. So I'm going to go with Joshua Palmer here. Uh, Tyler Boyd was, was, was a pretty chalky answer for me in uh, Jamar Chase's absence. I mean, he he could still be serviceable, but but his ceiling is a little bit more diminished now with uh, Jamar Chase being back on the field. I was very encouraging to see uh, Chase back in action last week. Then Donovan Peoples-Jones has been solid overall. Uh, this could actually be a nice opportunity for him to have a little bit more ceiling in in what what could be a very exciting high scoring game against the Bengals. Um, so the real answer here is if you have to go with a running back and only one of these wide receivers, I would say Mostert and Palmer. But overall, if you could just do two wide receivers of these five, I would take Palmer and, and Peoples Jones. Um, so let, let me know on, on Twitter, Jamie, uh, if, if that is going to be possible for you, but I would go Palmer overall for the wide receivers and Mostert for the running back. But if you could just do two of the wide receivers, Palmer and Peoples Jones. So, Best of luck. Uh, keep killing it, my friend. And last question comes from at Gold Jacket QBs once again. Uh, Jim, uh, I, I, I got to give a shout out to Jim. He did give me my first um, appearance on a podcast. So I'll never forget Jim and his uh, generosity there. Get giving me that first shot. But he has a, a really good question here. Um, he's basically just recognizing that week 14 is this by apocalypse, right? Six teams on by, a lot of injuries piled up from, from the previous week, uh, most notably Kenneth Walker, uh, the, the running back for, for the uh, Seahawks, and, as well as some other uh, players around the league. But um, he's asking that there's a player that I'm focusing on adding in free agency or making trades for as the leagues are winding down and trade lines and trade deadlines are coming up here. So I have one player in mind that does satisfy both. So it could be a free, uh, it could be a free agency ad as well as a trade by low candidate. So 
The player that satisfies both of those for me right now is, is DJ Chark of the Lions. He's He returned back to the field uh, two weeks ago from, from, from an extended uh, stay on IR. So the beauty about the Lions are that like their defense is just – it's a real struggle fest uh, for their defense. So they're going to be in these games where they're going to be uh, having to put up a lot of points, put up a lot of points, push the ball down the field, push the ball down the field. Um, and, and no one better at that than uh, DJ Chark. So he was a player I was very excited for coming into the season. Then he got hurt early on. Um, so between Amon Rasane Brown, uh, you know, taking the majority of the targets, there's really not a lot um, behind him. But I think DJ Chark is a great complementary piece to to have a deeper uh, targets downfield. But he can uh, accomplish being added on your team through free agency, most likely, most likely right now, only uh, rostered on on in uh, 41% of teams uh, on sleeper. Uh, but also a, a buy low, you're not going to have to give a lot up to, to try to acquire them right now, just as a, uh, as, as a lottery ticket ad. So Jim, I would focus on DJ shark. I think he could be sneaky good, uh, down the stretch. Um, again, because the lions will always be in this position where they have to put up points. And I think Chark could definitely contribute to that as he has already the last two weeks, uh, uh, I think a nine and a half point outing two weeks ago. And then last week he had a 13 point outing. Um, but the main player that I would think is the most feasible, the most uh, realistic buy amongst like a typical starting option here is, as I say, Pacheco of the chiefs um, averaging 50% of snaps since um for the last uh, five weeks, I believe, and now that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is on IR, his his snaps have not really jumped higher than, than, than an average of 50% over the last four or five weeks. So that is a selling point or, or a buying point. You know, in this case, uh, he's been extremely productive over that span with a great, with a phenomenal uh, playoff schedule. So um, let me just pull this up real quick here, who, who the Chiefs are playing. Um, yeah, so the Chiefs coming up here have uh, Denver, Houston, Seattle, and then Denver again. Um, yeah, so give me Pacheco if you're able to. He's had three straight RB2 or better weeks, and I think he could be a sneaky uh, by at this point making a push for the playoffs. So love that question and best of luck, Jim and best of luck, everyone. Appreciate you all asking, um, anything I can do to help you guys out. Uh, just don't hesitate to, uh, reach out. So I appreciate that. So best of luck, everybody. All right, so we are going to go through the rest of the uh, week 14 slate here, starting with the early games and then the uh, three later games, starting with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, at the New York Giants, uh, 45 uh, over under in this one. No reason to not start all your Eagles. Uh, start all your Eagles, meaning Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Miles Sanders. Um Deeper leagues, uh, you could always take a shot at Quez Watkins, but you you're really are hoping for a touchdown there. We're talking deep, deep leagues there. Um, 
deep, deep leagues, maybe even Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, not so sure about the tight ends until Dallas Goddard comes back. On the New York Giants side of the ball, of course, you can trust uh, Saquon Barkley. I do think Daniel Jones is a borderline QB1, super flex play, especially with the bye weeks uh, situation that we have here. Um, I think Darius Slayton can be implemented as a flex play. Uh, but outside of that, there's really not much I want to be trusting as far as a Giants uh, offensive skill position player. So that'll do it for the Eagles and Giants. We'll move on to the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills over under. And this one is 44 points. Uh, the Jets, I think you can still roll with with Mike White as a super flex play. Um, Garrett Wilson, I think, is definitely a borderline trust if you must. And um, again, just because of the nature of the tight end uh, position, I think Tyler Conkling could be a deeper league tight end play here. And then with the running back situation, really deep, if you must, uh, Michael Carter, I think he could be implemented uh, if you really are desperate here, which is very possible with, with the six teams on by a lot of good running backs uh, just are not going to be able to be used. Um, then, of course, um, Zonovan Knight, I think I would have a little bit more confidence in, but he would still come in as an if you must because they are playing the Bills after all. Don't necessarily love that unless they're just catching a, a ton of catches like Ramondre Stevenson did against them last week. On the Buffalo Bills side of the ball, it's pretty much uh, business as usual there. Uh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs uh, are your trustworthy ones. Uh, Devin Singletary is more of an if-you-must flex type of play. Um, James Cook, I think, uh, is kind of in the same boat, but maybe it's a little bit less confidence just because he has been coming on as of late, but that could change. And there's a tough matchup against the Jets as well, a, 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 a very good defense up to this point of the season. Uh, Dawson Knox is kind of in that uh, Tyler Conklin range of tight end where it's like six teams on by. Um, you really want to bank on either passing volume or good quality at quarterback. So in this case, uh, yeah, Josh Allen, if I'm catching passes from Josh Allen, you could do a lot worse um, or it's hard to do uh, worse than him. So uh, Dawson Knox would basically come in as like a deeper league uh, tight end play. As far as the wide receivers behind uh, Stefan Diggs, it's just kind of a frustrating thing that, that, that uh, like Gabriel Davis has just had like the roller coaster season as uh, as uh, somewhat uh, anticipated. So I think he could be an if you must option if you're aiming for that ceiling than the like Isaiah McKenzie. He he could have these like spike weeks as well. I would feel less confident throwing him into a starting lineup, but definitely Gabe Davis is always a tempting uh, player especially uh, with, with, with the bye week situation that we have. Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals, a nice uh, AFC North uh, division matchup here. A, a very exciting opportunity to see what the Browns can look like with, with Deshaun Watson back in, and out, in a game where they will have to be pushing the ball down the field a little bit more than, than they had to against the Texans last week. So um, I think Deshaun Watson could be implemented as a super flex here. Uh, Nick Chubb, I'm trusting. Kareem Hunt is more of an if you must flex play uh, as far as the running backs go than the pass catchers. Still trusting Amari Cooper. I think uh, Donovan Peoples Jones is more of an if you must uh, deeper flex play. 
And David Njoku, of course, would be a trustworthy tight end as long as he is healthy. Um, on the Cincinnati Bengals side of the ball, I'm starting all my healthy Bengals. So what I mean by that is Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, even Tyler Boyd, who he would come in more uh, as an if you must. Um, Hayden Hurst would typically be a, a recommended play, but he's going to be uh, he's looking to be uh, doubtful at this point. So can't rely on him this week. That actually may be helpful for for uh, Tyler Boyd and just the general wide receivers there. But the real tricky situation with, with the Bengals right now is the running back. So Samaje Pirine has been an absolute stud in Joe Mixon's absence as he's been trying to get through the concussion protocol. As of Wednesday, Joe Mixon did clear the concussion protocol. Uh, so he may be active. He may be even the starter. Uh, however, uh, it, it really wouldn't shock me if they try to reintroduce him slowly into the offense just because Pirine has been just so productive. Uh, it, it wouldn't really make sense just completely go away with them, especially if the Bengals have like the playoffs on their mind to try to keep Joe Mixon a little bit more fresh. I think um, that could be just kind of an awkward, awkward for, for fantasy purposes uh, split as far as the opportunities go. But I think you could implement both of them into a starting lineup. I can definitely see a world where, where that would make sense to do, but just kind of muddies the water a little bit for, for the uh, fantasy expectations. So yeah, definitely excited about that game. Uh, that, that, that'll be a very interesting one to uh, check out. <clears throat> Moving on to uh, the, uh, the two Texas teams going up against each other. Got the Houston Texans at the Dallas Cowboys. So fire up your Cowboys. Um, I would anticipate maybe a, a little bit more of a floor game for Dak. I just think it's just going to be Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard just going nuts against the Texans. Uh, still starting C.D. Lamb, of course. You're still starting Dalton Schultz, of course. Um, I think Michael Gallup uh, is more of a deeper league, if you must, like a, like a deeper flex option against the Texans uh, than on the Texans' side of the ball. Um, Davis Mills is slated to start again. Um, after uh, Kyle Allen got the start the last uh, two or three weeks. Um, I'm not starting Davis Mills if I can help it. Uh, even in Superflex leagues, he he would barely come in as an option. Um, keep your eye on uh, Nico Collins, uh, the wide receiver for the Texans. He was uh, questionable, uh, at least on, on Wednesday, after having a pretty good game in Brandon Cooks' absence uh, the week before. Uh, keep Speaking of that, keep your eye on Brandon Cooks as well. He was also questionable. Um, basically, I'm trying to avoid anyone on this Texans team, with the exception of Damian Pierce, who I think will come in as like a borderline bench borderline if you must type he basically gets like starter consideration just because of all of the running backs or that, that they're going to be out this week on by no Jonathan Taylor no Alvin Kamara no Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson no AJ Dillon no Aaron Jones no David Montgomery no Cordero Patterson so because of that even though it's a Really tough matchup against the Cowboys. I still think Damian Pierce does have a spot in the starting lineup, even though it could get ugly quickly here for the Texans. Uh, he would be the only Texan I would really feel comfortable getting in a starting lineup, with the exception of a healthy Brandon Cooks or a healthy Nico Collins in deeper leagues. Moving on to the Minnesota Vikings at 
the Detroit Lions, another game with a 51 and a half points over under. Um, basically, I want to start all the offensive players I can in this one. Kirk Cousins, of course, Justin Jefferson, of course, Dalvin Cook, of course, TJ Hawkinson, and Adams, Adam Thielen. I think there uh, a world exists where you could even consider um, Alexander Madison um, in a really deep league. Again, if you're just suffering with like trying to find starters uh, in a deeper league, I think you could do a lot worse than Madison against the Lions here. Then on the other side of the ball, I say trust all your Lions. Just um Jared Cook, Jamal Williams, of course, uh, De- De- DeAndre Swift, who will, who's still playing part-time, but is still being very productive there. Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark in like a deeper league. Flex play, uh, very excited for this game, uh, especially with the 51 and a half point over under. I think that that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars now at the Tennessee Titans, 41 point over under. So on the uh, Jacksonville side, as long as Trevor Lawrence is healthy, uh, he is a startable option here, as well as Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk. Um, The wide receivers behind Christian Kirk got to keep an eye on. I think uh, Zay Jones uh, is is questionable right now. So even in like deeper leagues, he he would be um, um, he would be like an if you must uh, type in that offense. Then Evan Ingram uh, would come in as an if you must uh, tight end on the Tennessee Titans side of the ball. Give me all the Derrick Henry. He he would basically be the start of the week here in a nice bounce back uh, game against struggling against the Eagles, against the Jaguars. So, yeah, I think Derrick Henry is absolutely going to smash here. Uh, you can trust Ryan Tannehill as at least a super flex play. And then if Traylon Burks is is uh, if he's going to be able to play in this one, I think he could be implemented as an if you must uh, flex play as well. Uh, kind of avoiding the uh, tight ends for now in in Tennessee was encouraged by what I saw from um, Okwonu uh, against the Eagles. And then Austin Hooper is just kind of in that same like Dawson Knox and Tyler Conklin tier uh, could be solid, but then could just do absolutely nothing. So uh, just kind of a frustrating one, but um, definitely that offense is going to be going completely through Derrick Henry. I I would imagine. So fire him up against the Jaguars. Then we've got the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. So on the Baltimore side of the ball, uh, one of the big injuries uh, that I was uh, sort of alluding to earlier, we had, we had, we had a uh, Kenneth Walker, Lamar Jackson, of course, on the Ravens and like Jimmy Garoppolo that there's a couple big ones there, uh, but the Ravens will be without Lamar Jackson. So Tyler Huntley will be starting in his place and actually has been pretty solid. He's, he plays pretty similar to uh, Lamar Jackson. So as long as he is getting those rushing attempts in um, that, that's going to make uh, his, his fantasy days. So I think he could be implemented as a super flex play here against the Steelers. Um, definitely avoiding, uh, the running backs if I can on the Ravens side. And then as far as the pass catchers go, um, Mark Andrews <laughs> after Mark Andrews, I really don't want to start, um, any of these guys, nothing, nothing really has been super sustainable, uh, from, from a fancy asset side, but it really wouldn't 
uh, have me shy away from uh, Tyler Huntley just because of that rushing upside, even though it seems counterintuitive and not, not a ton of weapons to work with, but he, he can make it work on the ground for sure. On the Steelers side of the ball, um, I think Kenny Pickett would come in as like a borderline super flex play. Uh, Najee Harris, as long as he's healthy, uh, he may be questionable at this time, but, but if he is active for game day, hard to not get him in a lineup, even though um, certain expectations have to be managed at this point as he has been uh, going through uh, dealing with, with some injuries. Uh, though the wide receivers and the pass catchers, I think you can absolutely trust uh, Pat Fryermuth. Um, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens are more of, if you must flex plays at this point, unfortunately, um, but still always tempting, uh, to get them into lineups for sure. And again, a lower implied total here, uh, for this game at 37, which is tied for the lowest on the week uh, with another matchup that I'll mention here in just a moment. Uh, but on, on, for, for for the later slate, just got three games to cover here. I'll start with the low game as far as the points are considered um, or are concerned. Got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the San Francisco 49ers. That game over under is at 37 right now. So the Buccaneers uh, had had a pretty wild uh, come from behind win against the Saints on Monday Night Football. Uh, really, their um, running backs both eight. So Leonard Fournette and Rashad White. I said last week, um, even if Fournette is healthy, I still think you could trust uh, Rashad White. Both the, the I think that set that I think that sentiment would still hold true in this game against the 49ers, despite it being a tough matchup, would still be fine starting both of them. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, I'm never not going to be starting them as long as they're healthy. And then Tom Brady would come in as a super flex play, uh, borderline QB one. Uh on the 49ers side of the ball. Definitely a big blow to the offense, losing Jimmy Garoppolo here, likely for the season as he had a uh, broken foot. Um, you obviously are starting and trusting uh, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel as long as uh, Debo is healthy. Brandon Ayuk, I think, uh, is is trustable, is startable for sure, but more of an if you must just with a uh, backup quarterback. I believe it's going to be Brock Purdy, who actually threw two touchdowns in relief of Jimmy Garoppolo last week. Uh, still a tough uh, Buccaneers defense, so just kind of manage expectations there. Uh, Purdy would be like a desperation super flex play just because of the great weapons in that offense, of course, with uh, George Kittle as well. Um, still best to avoid just kind of a more of a wait and see uh, opportunity there with, with, with Purdy. But the 49ers did sign Josh Johnson for, for, for what it's worth. He has had moments where he's been solid too, as well as a veteran. Uh, continuing on with, with, with the later slate for Sunday, uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. So as I was saying earlier in one of the start sick questions, I'm just avoiding all the Broncos if I can help it. I think some of the players can be kind of like sneaky, like PPR options, like the what, like the tight end, uh, Greg Dulcich. I think he's kind of a sneaky uh, deeper tight end play uh, Cortland Sutton, as long as he's healthy, 
hard to not have him in your lineup. I do believe he is questionable right now. So that's just something to uh, monitor, but may just be for the best to just go a different direction anyway. And then uh, same goes for, for Jerry Judy. As long as he's healthy, he's hard to not get in a lineup. Then Russell Wilson at this point, he's hardly a super flex play. Uh, just the offense is just not scoring touchdowns and he's not really getting a lot of rushing yards a lot like he was prone to do uh, on occasion in Seattle just generally trying to distance myself from this offense especially the running backs absolutely not not against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs no way then on the Kansas City Chiefs side of the ball you're firing up all your Chiefs um Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco. I even think Derek McKinnon could be implemented as like a deeper league flex play. Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, um, tough Denver Broncos uh, defense and secondary, uh, especially. But uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, I think you could still implement as uh, flex plays or, or in, in Marquez Valdez-Scantlin's case, a, a deeper flex play. Uh, keep your eye on, on Darius Toney. Uh, I know he's been inactive the last couple of weeks, but um, just something to monitor there if, if he is questionable or if he'll be ruled out. Um, if he's active, it's kind of hard to not want him in your lineup, but it may just make more sense just to kind of bench him in this week, first week back against the tough uh, Bronco secondary, probably could go a different direction. And then to wrap up this week of matchups, we've got the Carolina Panthers at the Seattle Seahawks. So a lot of moving parts here. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks will be without Kenneth Walker this week, most likely. Even if he is active, it's probably hard to think he's going to get a big workload. Leaving the Seattle running back with either DJ Dallas, who is also questionable right now, Tony Jones, Travis Homer, not really sure what that's going to look like. So fine to speculate and add these guys onto your roster if you have a spot or if you have like an injury like, like a Jimmy Garoppolo uh, to add, you know, um, Never a bad idea just to add these guys as like a speculative ad, uh, but not ready to trust them into my lineup. However, the players I would feel comfortable trusting in my lineup would still be Geno Smith, would still be Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, especially against the Panthers uh, with a 44 point over under. And then on the Carolina Panthers side of the ball, I uh, got Sam Darnold as the starter, uh, slated to be the starter once again. Um, so after Sam Darnold, who is kind of a borderline super flex play, um, I would trust DJ Moore as a flex play uh, wide receiver. And then keep your eye on uh, Donta Foreman's availability, as I mentioned in one of the, in one of the listener start sick questions. Uh, he is currently questionable. If he is active and he is healthy, he's ready to go, then he is absolutely trustworthy, at least as a flex at worst option against the Seahawks. However, if he is out, uh, you could feel pretty confident firing up Chuba Hubbard as a flex play uh, in that one. So that's going to do it uh, for week 14. Again, a pretty brutal week just with the six teams on by, but uh, should be a uh, should be a fun week of NFL action as always. So I uh, appreciate you watching. Thanks for checking it out. Make sure you like the video and subscribe to the channel as well as uh, the, the uh, podcast network on Spotify or on Apple, just so you never miss this show or any of the other great content coming out on the IDP guys network. So 
Thank you for listening. Best of luck. Keep climbing.